Hey, this is Chris Lockwood, and you're listening to the Chris Lockwood Podcast, Alive. In a place, Welcome to the Chris Lockwood Podcast, where we have the privilege of hearing from people just like you, just like me, who are seeking, learning, growing, striving to better understand just what it means to be fully alive and how that translates in the day-to-day. Well, hey there, friends. I am none other than Chris Lockwood, and I'm glad you're here with me today. You know, I am not dragging, but um, getting people organized to do these interviews can be way harder than just uh, an email or a phone call and simply saying, hey, let's get together on this date. <laughs> it takes a little more time. So uh, so today I'm going to do another one where it is just me, but I figure I would maybe kind of get some insight to kind of what led to this uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, well, I'll say the depression, um, and I'll elaborate as time goes on. Um, a depression has been a big thing in my family, and um, and I think it, the more the more I have the conversation with people, the more I'm finding that it's all over the place. It's just I think people are afraid to talk about it because if you're depressed, then it makes you sound weak, and I think it's really a normal. Uh, I think I honestly think it's a part, just a part of our life. And so anyway, a couple of years ago, I really struggled with it. You know, and then I just got to where I was having real conversations, and um, I think, you know, I'll get into this in a little bit, but I, I was in a music group for 10 years, and everything is, it's the same questions over and over. How did you get your name? How did y'all get started? And they're asking about song. I, and I think I kind of, for almost 10 years, got used to living this almost plastic life where it's not real, or people who are really living life you know, we're singing songs, hopefully encouraging them. But, you know, I, I don't know. It just, I think I got in the routine of something and I forgot what it meant to really hurt and have pain and and struggle. And so I got to where I really, um, you know, in the middle of it all, I really got to this place of authenticity where really I loved having heart to heart conversations, which I think led to this podcast because I listened to a lot of podcasts that did that very thing. And it was real inspiring to me, especially during that time, because I just needed to hear any nugget of advice or inspiration or encouragement was good. And, um, and I latched onto it. And so I found just connecting with people on a real level uh, or, you know, simply people listening to me talk as confused and stupid as I sounded, maybe at the moment or just down, um, the fact that people would listen, I think is what led to me wanting to talk to people about their lives because I think people want to be heard. They want to, you know, when you just sit and listen to someone, these people, someone will feel valued because you just sat and listened. And let them spill their guts. And um, and that's kind of what I wanted to do with this podcast is where I can sit down with people and talk to them and ask questions about their life 
And, you know, and at the end of the conversation, they feel like they feel like a person of value because someone actually cared to ask questions. I feel a little more enriched because of the things I've learned from them. And then hopefully because you're listening, the audience, hopefully you're picking up stuff that you can use along the way as well. So this is just me again today. Hello. It's me in my coffee cup drinking a nice warm cup of Pike Place. Starbucks, Blucks, Starbucks. That is not a, a product uh, placement, but I am not shy to say that I do love Starbucks coffee. Uh, in 2014, I left a company that I started nine years earlier. It was one of the most difficult decisions of my life. Though I knew it was the right move, it didn't make it any easier. Though much of me didn't want to go through with it, I knew in my head and in my heart that staying any longer, though it would be more comfortable financially and even offer a sense of security, would be wrong and a waste of one of the greatest resources the good Lord has bestowed upon us all, which is time. Taking leaps of faith require that we embrace the unknown, and in the space of not knowing what to do next, what was to come, I find myself sleeping less and less at night, growing a shorter and shorter fuse with every passing second and every one, panicking, overwhelmed with anxiety, uh, basically on a slippery slope that ultimately put me in a state of depression. It, It wasn't financial stress. I'd happily do whatever I need to do to care for my family. And honestly, though, things were tight. We never went without. This was more about a uh, lost sense of purpose or significance. Uh, One morning I was reading my Bible, and I came across this verse in Romans. And for some reason, it just hit me differently. I'd read it so many different times throughout my life. And it reads, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't conform, transform. Uh, Those were the words in particular that um, I latched onto. At first, I can't explain what they meant or why they continued to play over and over in my head, except that their persistence led me to believe that it had to be some sort of message from God, something he wanted me to latch hold of. And that was easy to believe, being that the words, you know, were written in the Bible and all. So here I was on a daily basis, defeated, literally, wallowing in anxiety. And I started asking the usual questions. Why? Why am I so down? Why do I feel as if I'm literally losing my mind? Why am I here? Why me? Maybe you've been there. Uh, I began to spend some much-needed time putting myself under the microscope, deconstructing everything. I mean everything. My emotions, my thoughts, the past, the present, in hopes that I could somehow find a way to understand what was going on in my heart, my head, just everything. Don't conform. Don't conform to what? (laughs) What's the question? Uh, The more I pondered and prayed, the more it started to become clear that I was allowing myself to be crippled, one, by the obvious, fears of the unknown, the constant worrying, uh, you know, doubts, fear of failure. And what's crazy is that they're just feelings. They're not even real. Feelings, whether they be destructive or empowering, don't really amount to anything unless we give them permission to have the upper hand on our lives, on our potential, on our hopes, our dreams. Only then do they begin to shape our reality, for better or worse. That being said, my personality, my energy, everything was being drained by my weak perspective on life. Uh, Second, I didn't feel 
<laughs> there goes that word again, feel. I didn't feel that I was living up to neither my standards or the standards of the world around me in regards to success or fulfillment. The more I leaned into this idea, the more I began to ask, what exactly is success? Is it a dollar amount? And if so, what is that amount? Uh, is it a destination? Is it a status? Is it a certain level of influence? When you don't have clearly defined values by which you live, you can quickly become like a loose leaf in the wind, blowing all over the place. Uh, I looked at the successes, the accomplishments, the seemingly happy lives of everybody around me and found myself constantly criticizing and comparing myself, which is a horrible way to spend your time, especially in this world in which we live that revolves around social media, which is a black hole. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt said it well, Comparison is the thief of joy. Speaking of Teddy Roosevelt, in this blessed place we call America, and we are blessed, we're born into a well-oiled marketing machine, though, that from day one feeds our minds with messages regarding the American dream, the white picket fence, and all the potentials of living in a capitalistic society. Our minds are inundated and programmed year in and year out with messages both negative and positive, which ultimately create a script of ideals in our heads. We all love to think of ourselves as individuals when it comes to the paradigms of which we live, but the truth is we are all living smorgasbords of ideas that we've adopted from our parents, peers, and the outside world around us. An easy example of this is the food industry and the five main food groups and what they preach is, is healthy and not healthy. In 2014, the food industry did $5.72 trillion, trillion, yeah, $5.72 trillion in sales and retail. Trillion. That's a T. Do you think the food industry actually cares about our health when bringing in that kind of money? I know that we would like to think so, but the answer is probably not. They care more about advertisement, better marketing, and better returns for the years to come. If they cared about your health, you'd see more nutritional foods on the shelves opposed to the fake crap they sell for profits. Granted, the food industry is slowly making better improvements thanks to all the different organizations that continue to put pressure on them, but there's still a long road ahead of us. A few years ago, I, for example, decided not to eat meat anymore, except for fish and the occasional shrimp. I do love shrimp. And not eating meat in the South is a big no-no. Uh, but I instead have turned my focus more on consuming vegetables, beans, nuts, rice, uh, basically stuff that comes from the ground. And you know what people tell me? Chris, you're a hippie. I actually like that one. Uh, you're not eating healthy. I'm worried about you. Stop starving yourself. The point is, more often than not, we back our opinions off of what we've been told, not what we've investigated and discovered to be true or false. We've always thought that eating meat is nutritional gospel because of what we've been told along the way, because of our upbringing, because of what mama put on the table, not because we knew what we were talking about. But much of our decision-making is why I think Jesus referred to us as sheep. Sheep are the dumbest animals in the world. They mindlessly go where they're led, even if it's off a cliff. The reality is that I'm just as guilty as the next guy in my assumptions, but we've got to be better about informing ourselves and making decisions based off of wisdom and intelligence rather than assumptions and ignorance. I was beginning to realize that much of my misery rested in the fact that up to that point, I'd spent most of my still young life conforming to ideals I'd adopted from the world around me. Were they all bad? No, not all bad, but not all helpful either. The framework containing my basic assumptions, my ways of thinking, were things I'd adopted without ever really questioning. Like this one. A successful musical artist is somebody who's signed to a record deal. Everybody else 
just struggling musicians, not living up to their full potential, better yet, their failures. And there it was. I was, thanks to how I'd been programmed to see success in the music world, a failure. And even though I'd had the record deal before, I still found myself without a record deal, feeling like a failure because I didn't keep the record deal. Anybody can get a record deal, especially these days. It's the holding of the record deal that proves noteworthy. This is just one of the many deafening paradigms I was having to struggle through. I know you're thinking you literally based your happiness off of whether you had a record deal or not, and the answer is yeah, I did. I know now that it's complete and total BS, but that was one of my biggest childhood dreams. It's, you know, how I envisioned my entire life, Um, and I didn't know where to turn, what to do, or how to function. Uh, When you're almost 36 with a lot of years left on this earth and a family that's looking to you for leadership and guidance, the uncertainty is, is literally deafening. However, I was beginning to discover that in order to move forward, I was going to have to learn to blast through these mental roadblocks in order to rediscover and reconnect with the true purposes for which I existed, to dream again, to move forward with focused determination, which leads me to transform. Webster defines transform as uh, to change in form, appearance, or structure, to change in condition, nature, or character, to change into another substance. In order for me to begin making forward motion in a healthy way, I had to press delete on it all and, in a sense, start from scratch. It was like I literally needed to be born again. Now, I'm a Christian. I've experienced the spiritual rebirth Jesus talks about, but this made me even question that. As a verse in Romans says, transformation happens by renewing your mind. The battle I was learning was all in my head. If I could get my mind back to the place of vitality in which God created it to be, only then could I truly begin the process of changing in form or appearance, developing new and improved character, becoming a person of substance. Our minds are incredible pieces of engineering. We become what we continually feed it. So by renewing my mind, only then would my life begin to be transformed. I'm not talking New Age stuff. I'm talking common sense. If you watch pornography on a regular basis, you're going to begin to have the vocabulary and desires of a pervert. If you read helpful, motivational books on a regular basis, you'll become highly motivated and goal-oriented over time. If you study a foreign language, you'll eventually speak and understand that language fluently. You'll become a musician the more you spend quality time feeding your mind with the knowledge and the tools required to do so. It's common sense. In order to be whatever it is we aspire to be, it starts with what we put into our heads. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat, but the truth is we are what we think. Our eating, like the rest of our life, is more or less just a reflection of what's going on up there in our heads. The mind is so powerful that when we become overwhelmed by something such as depression, as I was, our sense of survival comes out with a vengeance. This is why we medicate, overeat, drink excessively, get high, overindulge in things that ultimately hurt us rather than help us, because we become so desperate to escape the demons in our heads. I'm not going to say that there wasn't temptations or that I did everything right. Trust me, I didn't. My drug of choice, though, tends to be overworking, overextending myself. I don't quit. I just work myself into a frenzy out of desperation and then out of exhaustion, lose my cool with everybody around me. For example, one of my hobbies have been running since I was a five-year-old. Nothing else seemed to be clicking professionally, so in my usual panicked OCD nature, I registered to run a 50-mile ultramarathon. Crazy, I know. In hindsight, though, I loved it, and I think it was the best thing for me, considering the other things I could have dabbled in. And I plan to do another here in the near future, but it was depression that led me to tackle such a feat. 
I had some good cries the night I got home from the run and the following week because one of the middle endurance it, it took to stay committed through the training and the run, and two, I set a massive goal and accomplished it. And it was the middle of my darkest hour. For me, it was and will always be a moment to remember. It was the first time in a long time that I felt I wasn't a failure. As extreme as it sounds, and it is, I mean, it is 50 miles, I set a new goal, a goal I'd never considered before in my life, and actually completed it. Setting a goal, especially one that felt beyond me nine months earlier, and seeing it through did wonders for me in the sense of learning to focus your mind and transform your life. I felt like I was getting in touch finally with the born-again Chris, I guess. Uh, A man with a mind-battling depression, no vision, no sense of purpose, taking a chance, setting a goal, and seeing it through. It was a huge accomplishment for me because more than simply running a race, it was an opportunity to exercise not just my body, but my mind as well. Not conforming to failure, not throwing in the towel, transforming myself by reshaping my expectations and taking full responsibility to seeing them through. Now, I know this might all be common sense to most of you. Sure, Chris, it takes hard work and commitment if you're going to do anything right. Look, I understand that. I do. But remember a moment when you felt like you were falling apart on the inside and someone came and spoke a simple and inspiring word like mine was don't conform, transform. It literally does wonders for you. Or maybe you set a massive goal and defied your mental or physical blocks. It's life-changing. That's what the run did for me. Look, maybe I'm wrong, and I just took that verse out of context. Maybe it was not written to mean what I read it to mean. But what I do know is that don't conform, transform are the words that have pushed me forward when I wanted to give up. It's given me inspiration in the midst of depression. It's taught me more about living a life of discipline and taking responsibility from actions and belief systems than ever before. Don't get me wrong, I can still get very frustrated in the middle of it all. But I'm learning to appreciate the struggle and even embrace it because it's there in the struggle where we really learn the tough lessons about living. It's easy to float along when things are good. I also don't see or accept depression as an end in and of itself anymore, but more of a healthy wake-up call and an opportunity to step back, uh, assess the situation, and begin again with more informed insights and healthier perspectives. But we have to be careful to feed our minds with the right foods. If you try and nourish it with junk food, you won't last long. Not that everything snaps into place overnight, but renewal starts when we deposit empowering, enabling hopeful information into our minds that we can move towards taking hold of the good, the acceptable, the perfect life, as that verse states. Which leads me to my last and final thoughts. As I just said, in order to have the best mental state, we need to, one, Cut off all the cancerous ideals and messages that we thoughtlessly fill our heads with, be it movies, television, music, whatever watching on YouTube, whatever. And two, replace it with things that have the highest nutritional value, so to speak. So what is that? I've read a lot of great books over the last couple of years, and surprise, I've really gotten into podcasts. There's a lot of great content out there. In fact, I read books and listen to podcasts more than I listen to music. However, those books and podcasts are developed by people who, like you and me, are works in progress. Therefore, it's helpful, but what's more empowering is actually hearing from and watching somebody who has figured out how to live a non-conforming, transformed life and follow their example. 
because their thoughts and words are more than ideals and theories, they're actual truths, fundamental, enduring paradigms, necessary for us all in reaching our full potential. And time and time again throughout my life, I continue to find that person to be Jesus Christ. Why? Because his life and words reflect everything I aspire to be. He actually lived the life I wish I could live. He didn't embrace the dogmatic traditions that cripple faith and potential. He didn't live in fear, but rather lived a full life through love, contribution, faith, possibility, hope, purpose. His mental capacity for what was possible, what was truth, what was real, and what was necessary, and his ability to put it into real life action was beyond anything we've ever seen in a human being to date. He defied the flawed paradigms by which we live not for the sake of pride and arrogance, but for the sake of empowering the world around him and the generations to come, and helping us realize the more we continually miss out on because of our inability to embrace a faith that reaches beyond time while changing the world around us. The possibilities are endless, limitless with God, and he demonstrated the possibilities on a level where we could fully grasp and comprehend what he was trying to communicate to us by becoming a man and living it out in plain view for all of us to see. By putting my faith in Jesus, life becomes the more, the unimaginable. Heaven no longer becomes a place I long to experience one day, but it becomes a part of my day-to-day reality by letting my potential rest in a man who raised the dead to life, by merely speaking it, and who raised to life himself. I can't say that I'll never deal with depression again. I can't say that life is going to be a bed of roses, but what I've learned is that if we want to experience the good, acceptable, the perfect life God has for us, we've got to be more intentional with what we feed our minds. Our ability to thrive relies heavily on it. Everything we expose ourselves to is either crippling or enabling us. Everything. I hear the message at least once a day that nobody's perfect. And though that is fundamentally true, I find more often than not That people then take it to mean that since failure is inevitable, we might as well live a haphazard life. And the people that take on that mentality tend to lead lives that reflect just that. I, however, don't believe for a second that God wants you or I to live a failed life, but a full life. And should we fall, we fall, but we don't conform to a failed mentality, but rather renew our minds, learn from the experience, pick ourselves up, and do life better with the lessons we've learned. People who believe they are losers tend to reflect that mentality in the way they live, and people who believe they are winners tend to lead a life that reflects a winner's mentality. You don't have to feel like a loser. You were not created to be a loser. Better yet, you are not a loser. The mind is an incredible thing. Its power to cripple or fling us forward is amazing. But with the mind rejuvenated and nourished by the truth of God— Truly no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love and trust Him. If you or I are going to truly live to our fullest potential, if you truly don't want to conform but be transformed in order to experience the best possible life, the limits are extinguished and the possibilities are imparted to us when we embrace Jesus, heart, soul, and mind. God bless. Coming up.